0: You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door? That little kiss? Well, my freezer makes that kissing noise, and I kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient. Delivered right to our doorstep, free shipping, always, and curated, customized box plans. It saves me money and trips to the grocery store, and I can meal plan for weeks at a time, and I got leftovers to boot. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free. That's free in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20
1: off. Thanks, ButcherBox.
2: I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church. We're giving our Mega Church a tiny family feel. We're going to introduce you to a member of our church community today, and he is a treat and a treasure. Well, as usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome... Greyhides, everybody.
0: Hey, Hallie. Awesome to see you. So great to be here.
2: Oh, I am so blessed. I'm so happy to see you. My brother, what is happening with you?
0: Well, you know, I had a great weekend with my kids in Climax. We did a thing that we do every single year where we go around and we collect expired canned food, you know, from people that don't want it anymore to donate to people that don't have enough to eat at Thanksgiving. And it just really fills me up. It's awesome.
2: It's so... It's one of my favorite times of year where everybody comes to the services, and they put a bag of canned goods behind their car, and they just leave it there, go into the awesome service, and then we collect them all, take them over to the food pantry, so that all of these people who are hungry and in need during Thanksgiving can have a beautiful feast, you know, this at least the things that they can get out of a can. And my husband, Lance Labonte, he, he loves it every year because this is the weekend where he always works security to make sure that nobody sneaks into the parking lot and tries to, you know, get at any of that canned oh, right. yeah, goods. And those make sure. foods, that's designated for people who are hungry and Need it so he's got to like kind of keep the riffraff out so that he can you know we, we can get that food to the pantry <laughs> that's
0: right yeah you know they're gonna have a lot of uh cranberry you know a lot of cranberry this year a lot of um a lot of cream and mushroom soup yeah. so
2: that's know. very that's that's seasonal that's festive
0: that's right but you know in my personal life i am a little bit stressed to be honest Oh no. you know there's this guy i've been hanging out with a bit uh, i'm not sure if i mentioned him before clay mason but- bannerman no no i've ne- what i haven't No, this is a guy named Gary Sash. Oh,
2: yeah, he has the same letters in his name as Gray has. Gary Sash.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that, Hallie. Anyway, he's come around again. I was I was at my friend Clay Mason Bannerman's house. And if you remember from a few weeks ago, Clay's son, Raylan Bannerman, uh, actually left his son, Popsicles, on the doorstep, and Clay's had to take care of him, and I've been really helping him out. Yeah,
2: so. it's like my two dads over there with you and Clay Mason watching over little Popsicles. I think it's cute.
0: Yeah, well, well, yeah, we had to keep that name Popsicles for some reason. The state wouldn't let us change it to Tiguan. Anyway, hmm. I am a little bit uh, titchy, to be honest, Hallie, because Gary Sash... Um, Showed up has been coming around more, and he, now he's going. Hey, I want to help out. I want to help out with popsicles. And is he
2: good with kids?
0: I mean, Clay th- says he's awesome with kids. I think he's a bit boring with kids, to be honest. You know. <laughs> so
2: you all just went from my two dads to uh, three men and a baby over there.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, Hallie. I mean, if that was you know, Clay, is, Clay's an options trader. I am a youth pastor, and then you know, Gary says she's a twenty-one-year-old Lyft driver, so mm. it's not. Not a very good three men in a baby if you've got those three, you know, if you've got that guy around. Anyway, he's mm. just he's just this young idiot guy. And anyway, I just I just don't think he's a big help. Clay says he is a big help. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's
2: stressful to have a new baby. I've been there before. You know, you're not getting sleep and all that. So, you know, just... oh,
0: I'm getting great sleep. I, I I just I won't wake up with it. hmm. How was your weekend, Hallie?
2: You know, I had the weirdest thing. It stopped my heart and, and it stopped my feet in my tracks. I was walking upstairs in our house and I went by m- my daughter's bedroom and um, I heard her in there talking. I didn't know if she was talking on the phone, what she was doing. I thought she was all by herself. And I heard her saying like the strangest oh, things. Oh, really? What I, was she saying? I put my ear up to the door and she was saying something about Touch me, boy, you know how. You've done it before, boy.
0: Touch me, boy, you know how? Yeah. You've done it before.
2: I snuck in because there's no such thing as privacy in a Christian home because I have to be on top of things. And so I went in there, and she's got the full headset on. She's playing one of those RPG video games, like a first-person shooter game. Oh, okay. And so she's just talking to people that she's, like, in the world with inside the— I don't know what she was playing. But I said, oh, Thank goodness! It's just some like shoot 'em up violence and nothing
0: obscene. You
2: know, I was afraid it might be. You know.
0: And how was she saying it? She was saying. She was
2: going, "Touch me, boy. Yeah, you know how. That's how You've she talks. Done it before,
0: boy.
2: Like that. That's how she talks." Yeah, well, she's got a little bit of a tomboy. She's got a deeper voice. She's like, touch me, boy. You know how you've done it before. Oh, maybe she's in character or something. Yeah, she was. I said, "I said, what's going on here? She took her headset off and she said, mom, don't worry about it. I'm playing a man. She was a, she was a character. She was a man. I okay. said, oh, okay. Well, what did Lance think? I went downstairs. I said, Lance. She was saying, touch me, boy. You know how you've done it before. And Lance said... Uh, wow, that surprises me that she would go for a boy And I said, what does that mean? And he said, I always thought she played for the other team And I said, she's not athletic Right She does work at Lids at the mall though And has quite a collection of baseball hats
0: Yeah, that could be a problem
2: Jesus picked up the cross and carried it down the Via Dolorosa. Our guest today picks up a cross every single day to stay very fit. Ladies
3: and gentlemen, please welcome Neil Bondari. Hey guys, hey guys, what's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's
0: good to see you.
2: It's good wow, to look you at about. those
3: muscles. Huh?
0: Oh, hey, I'm so excited, Hallie, because Neil is one of my good buddies from CrossFit, and we have been working out together for about, uh, I guess, three, four weeks now. Uh, he, yeah. he just moved up here, and um, it's just been, I'm just, I'm just so excited for you to meet him because we've we've really been through a lot together already. That's so
3: cool. Yeah, this guy's a beast, by the way, <laughs> dude. You're a beast. We did a partner wad the other day, and this guy, man, you can really you can really rip. <laughs> this guy's good. Oh, thank you so much, Neil. Thank you so
0: much, yeah. and Hallie. You know, um, yeah, Neil is one of those guys who he came into the CrossFit gym. He said, you know, I just moved here from El Paso, and yeah. uh, we immediately Ooh. just had this connection. And I like to say that you know, f- God calls to your heart in, in these instances, especially right. in the gym where you're yep. just really getting close to someone. Yep. And, and, and put, he just put on my heart that this, this guy, Neil here, um, maybe did know Jesus in Christ specifically. And so what I did, Hallie is I'm I'm proud to say that, um, you know, I told Neil about about Jesus for the first time. Wow. And yeah. <laughs> he, has,
3: uh, he has accepted Jesus into his heart. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, so yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, man, I think it's pretty cool. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I, my, I was raised Hindu, you know, and, and Hindu is poly- polytheistic. So, you know, we believe in a lot of go- gods and uh, and uh, and goddesses and, and deities and stuff. I'm oh. like, well, you were saying about, you know, Jesus. I was like, man, that's good. You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah.
0: good. You know, you, I, I'm thinking Hindu. Okay, this guy's Hindu, you know, maybe you've got a bunch of hands and arms or something you've got like head of an elephant uh, you know people don't really know what it is so maybe maybe you can tell us a little bit just about you know that thing you left so that people understand
3: you know how bad it is uh, you mentioned like uh, gods with arms like that's a big thing in Hinduism is like to be fit you know like there's this god I love this god this is like the god that I identify with probably the most out of any god um, and it's Hanuman uh, and he's a monkey um, and the thing is oh, though wow. he's a monkey but he's not like a natural monkey that you've seen he's a monkey with like giant arms and the thing is like he beat a demon with those arms he beat this demon rawan with those arms you know and it's like that's what i think about when i'm doing like turkish get-ups or any of those things like yeah you know like um like when i'm on the uh, pull-up bar like i'm thinking of hanuman most of the day i'm thinking of hanuman so like uh yeah he, so uh it's, it's a lot about strength you know shiva the shiva lingam is like a part of uh, shiva's body um that we worship um and it's all about like strength and stuff so like what you're saying about jesus and stuff like uh you know like when you like you have that cross uh that you wear and like the first thing that got me about Jesus is, like, I looked at that cross, and I was like, he's ripped, man. Right. He's ripped. yeah, Totally. That's what I always say to people. You don't oh, actually realize how strong he is. Right. And, like, no offense. Like, you guys are so cool. But, like, some of the people that went to the Transcendent Living Faith Center uh, that I went to high school with in El Paso, like, they were, like, so, um, no offense, but, like, <laughs> losers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, really, like yeah. they were losers. Come on, man. Like, they were losers. And like, you guys are not, and I think that's so cool. And like, the minute I saw you, man, like, ripping up that, um, you know, climbing up the rope, I was like, man, this guy's real deal, man. So I'm into it, man. Jesus is cool, man.
2: I always tell people, it's really hard to argue with the teachings of Jesus. I mean, he's talking about love and humility and um, gratitude and charity and compassion. How do you argue with any of those things? But I do have to go back to the fake God you were talking about, the monkey. Uh Right. I was doing these table topic conversation starters with my family around the dinner table because my kids okay. are reaching an age where they're like, shut up and don't talk to me. And they just want to be hovered over their phones all day. And so I say, no phones. We're doing sure. table topics and we all have to answer a question. I pull a little question out. And the question we had last night at dinner was, if you could have one non-traditional household pet, so not a cat or dog or gerbil, what would you have? And you know what mine was? A monkey I would love to have a monkey because they can hug you. Like when you take a chimp, you get like a double hug. They hug you with their legs around your waist, and then they hug yeah. you around your shoulders with their arms. And I love to. I'm an affectionate person, and you yeah. know, I and I, I would have a monkey. So I think that's cool that you have a monkey, God. Yeah. Well, what would your non traditional pet be, Gray? Uh,
0: let's see, non traditional pet. So like an animal. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I guess I would probably have to go. Mm, it's so weird because i'm thinking like okay uh you know if i had a monkey it would probably mess with my elastic bands if i had you know uh i, I wouldn't want to any kind of animal that could like chew on a kettlebell or anything like that
2: yeah
3: so you know i, I made w- that mistake <laughs> R- oh really yeah oh no yeah man really yeah yeah my my chihuahua uh i oh. started chewing on like yeah on the, on the pink kettlebell
2: oh wow, well choose right there in the name
3: yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's the smallest one, so it's pink. Um, but like I was um, like really uh, like sad about the kettlebell. But like also, it did a number on my chihuahua's teeth, man. Oh sure. no, sure. Right. It's yeah. hard. It's hard metal, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think I think I would I would have to say for um for non traditional pet Hallie, I would just pass on that question. I wouldn't. I would just sit silently at the dinner table. What about you, Neil?
3: Yeah you know it's funny like uh you were saying um about um uh humility right and like and yeah. thinking about non-traditional pets like technically like for me like the mo- the non-traditional pet that really kind of um um like gets you the idea of humility is um our god ganesh cuz like he so like he was this he was this okay this is crazy he's a boy like I'm a boy and like uh-huh. and, like you're a boy and like you're not right. um yeah, yeah. and like he he like was a regular boy right and then he his his dad um, his dad uh, Shiva leaves, right, and uh, um, and he's a boy. Uh, but the thing is, he's a boy made of mud, okay? Because his mother Parvati made him out of mud and breathed life into him, according to our okay. book. It's very cool.
2: Wow, that's how Adam was made in the Garden of Eden.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, so exactly. Now the problem is um, uh, Shiva comes back, okay, to the house, and he sees this guy and he he doesn't know he's having it because remember his wife made it out of um dirt without um telling him so you know he like uh he does not know who this guy is and he's, he he lops off his head if you can believe it oh he lops off goodness. his head really? <gasps> and you know and you know uh, husband wife you know wife is Upset, uh, because you know husband just you know lopped off the head of the of the of the kid. So so um you know husband Shiva he's like you know how do I make this up? How do I make this up? And this is like so cool. I've met guys in the CrossFit gym that are like this. Like they're they're a beast, but like when they make a mistake, like they're gonna correct it. You know, and like that's exactly what what Shiva did because he he saw an elephant and he chopped its head off and he put it on the boy's body, and so like. Yeah, and so what's funny is that like, you know, this, this kid is like, he's got an elephant head and like his old mythology is that like he eats like, he eats a lot of like bad food like sugar that will kill you if you eat it. You know, like right. we talk about at the gym, yeah, right? Totally. of totally. Like all that yeah. cancerous, like terrible, like carcinogenic oh. uh, sugar. He's right. eating yeah. this stuff. He's with so he's yeah. like, oh. you know, um he's super fat. Oh. Like Ganesh is like a super fat guy, but he's oh, also a god. He's like a non-traditional animal because he's a human body and, a, and, a, and an elephant head. and And he's humble. Oh, that's you know so cool. he yeah. eats what he wants so yeah up with hanuman he's probably like probably my top 3 you know of of gods yeah i, I mean yeah so
2: you're going with elephant yeah yeah, yeah I'm going with elephant
3: it's not traditional you know I, i've been to the circus in a while and uh you know i don't i don't know if they have those anymore <laughs> you know, animal rights elephants
2: a good one i've heard that um and uh, that elephants are emotional they cry
3: I, uh yeah i mean yeah i think they do yeah i think they do i i i, I mean i i sorry it's like with, with stuff like cry like i don't i don't i'm not like an expert you know what I mean? And like that kind of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Great too. Have you ever cried? Yeah. And eat sugar. No, none of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I've never, I don't think yeah. I've
0: ever cried. I no. don't think I've ever eaten sugar. Maybe once or no twice. Way.
2: Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they're related. Cause I'd eat sugar every day and I cry constantly.
3: Huh. You know what you gotta do? Like if you're going to cry, like this is what I like to do. Like whenever I'm about to cry, I just like look in the mirror and I'm like, you got this. You got right. this. Right, right. You got this all day, all day, all right. day. You know? Wow. And then I'm not
0: ever crying. You know what's really inspiring about all this stuff that uh that Neil's saying about all these these you know kind of crazy stories hallie is uh that you should probably know a little bit of the backstory is that you know when i first brought the idea of uh, of Christ to Neil's heart, we were there in the gym, and he had just uh, completed uh, a workout called the Murph, Ooh. which is a really, oh, yeah. really intense yeah. uh, CrossFit workout. And yeah. he was uh, about to finish the Murph, and he was probably, what, I would say like 10 yards away from the finish line. And yeah. he just fell down, Hallie. He just couldn't, Go another step. And I ran over and I just started praying over him. Wow. And I just said, hey, you've got to let go of all this other stuff. Uh, and you've really got to set your sights on Christ. And he looked at me, and he said, well, you said you said a few things. Uh, get away from me. Uh, you also said, uh, stop out. That hurts. Um, you threw up once. Yeah,
3: like, my mind's on another level, man, when I'm doing Murph. It's a hero uh, workout, know. so I'm thinking about the soldier that went down and that we're honoring by doing the workout. Oh, right. Oh he said so, that yeah, yeah No, I was. probably said a lot of stuff, man.
0: Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But anyway, I was saying, hey, hey, Neil, okay, I hear you, but, you know, Christ, Christ, uh, just wants you to finish this workout. Christ is here with you. He wants you to finish this workout. And you said, and, and, and then you got up and you started doing it. And I just yeah. think that's so awesome that even in your time of need, you weren't going, hey, is there a monkey around here? Hey, is there a guy with an elephant head that's a little mud boy? You're going, Christ,
3: Christ is the one who's going to get me over the finish line. And that is, that is just awesome.
2: Well, Christ is the one yeah. with the cross and you're at CrossFit.
3: That's right, man. Heck yeah. You know, and I, I just, this is something for everybody out there. I pr that workout. Uh-huh. I made a personal record on that workout. Ooh! I ding the bell, man. Because of you, man, I ding that bell, and that felt so good, man. I ding that bell, and then you asked me to come to that church thing. I was like, "Yeah, man, sure,
0: yeah, I'll that, go." That that is right, and and I think you know you wouldn't have out the workout probably if you hadn't had Christ uh, working through you to get there. And I think that's a really powerful. I think if there's one thing that's really showing us the truth in this in this, it's that you PR through Christ. You didn't necessarily PR through one of these other guys, you know?
3: Yeah, man, sure. And also, like, I took a lot of, I, I take, like, BCAAs, like, before, during, and, like, a little bit after. And also, like, I, I, I take, like, a scoop of protein, and I put it in a shake, and then I drink it as fast as I can, and then I make another shake, and I'll sip on that one, like, oh, a little slower. Awesome. So, yeah, like, yeah. what you said, and also all that other stuff, like, yeah, man, that, that's what got me that PR, man. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah, a ton of that stuff. It's such an inspiring story. It's just so really, really amazing.
2: Now, Neil, as long as I have an expert here, I just yeah, wanted totally. to ask you a question. And, and forgive me if this is too personal, but um, is Hindu the same as Islam or are they different?
3: Uh, yeah, i uh- Yeah, that's a really good question. Like, a lot of people think it's the same, but no, it's different. Like, um, in Islam, like, they believe, like, there's one God, um, and that he has, like, a prophet Muhammad, you know, and, like, we don't believe that. Um, We believe, Hinduism, we believe a couple things. Like, one of them, we believe that there's this, like, supreme energy called Brahma, and, like, and that, like, really permeates the universe, and then uh, that Brahma manifests itself into the form of different gods. Um, and then we take those those gods, and those are our supreme gods, and we p- pray to those gods, and they give us strength to do all the stuff we do. Like for me, like at CrossFit, like it gives me like, you know, when I go into a Spider-Man lunge and I d- go a little deeper, like for me, it's like it's coming from that Brahma, right? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. that's exactly the kind of energy that Hindus will take to like, you know, go do cool stuff like climb the Himalayas or or, or attack Pakistan or any of that stuff. Yeah. You know?
2: That's so cool. And I, w- I was meaning to ask you earlier when you were talking about Shiva, I said well that's yeah. so neat because you know what my very next door neighbors they're Jewish unfortunately but I say they're uh, pre-Christians man, you know I say yeah. they're pre-Christians and and right. uh, so but um and every time somebody dies they have this thing where people come over and they sit in the living room and my Jewish neighbors call it Shiva. And so I wonder if your false God, your fake Shiva guy, right, if he's right. a real sitter, does he sit around a lot that the Jewish people called it after him?
3: Right. Well, you know, that, that's actually really, yeah, he does. He has something he sits on and it's actually a bull. And the name of the bull is Nandi. Nandi the bull Ooh. is what um, Shiva actually sits on. And you know, and I don't, I don't know. You know, I mentioned the shivalingum earlier. That's like a part of his body that we worship. I don't think people sit on that, uh, but I could be wrong. Like I could probably ask like my my aunt or like my grandma or something like back in India. Um, but they yeah. So like I, I don't you know, I, I think that might be different because if you sat on the shivalingum in our uh, culture, I think that it would be like different. And I, unless that's what they're doing when someone dies in the, in Jews houses. But, you know, I don't know what uh, what part of the body is it? I think it's, like, his leg, like, his, you know, it's, like, I was, I was thinking about this while I was working out one day. Like, I was doing, like, a, I was doing some Russian kettlebell swings, and, like, you know, I was, like, really trying to use my hips, like like, they're saying in class, you know? Damn. And, like, I looked down, and I just, like, my quad was just, like, throbbing, and I was, like that's what that looks like. You know, people pour, you know, it's Hinduism. So like we're really into cows. And so like, uh, uh, people to honor it will pour like uh, coconut milk or cow's milk on it. So it's like, so sort of like this, this, like, uh, it sticks up in the air and like people pour milk on it. So there's like white stuff coming all over it. Um, so yeah, but I I don't know. It's like weird. Yeah. I guess it's probably like some, some lower body because it's like real thick. That's real big.
2: cool. that's
0: awesome. That's really cool. Neil, do you think that a good idea would be to possibly have you, come and say some of this stuff to the Teens in Climax, because I'm, I'm just thinking an awesome teaching series could maybe be something called, like, Hindus and Hindonts, because I think what you're right. saying is, all this stuff, I'm going, I have no idea what he's talking about, but then maybe you get up and you say all this stuff, and then I can get up and I can just say, look how much simpler this is, and then I just tell the story of Christ." And and I just think it would be such a cool way of just showing them like, you know, my, this is my friend Neil from CrossFit who I saved right at the finish line of the Murph. And he totally, now he totally subscribes to what I'm saying. But look, I'm going to make him sort of say all this crazy stuff so we can just compare and contrast. I think hindus and Hindouts might be really cool.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, that sounds great. You know, I mean, is there a time cap? (laughs) Absolutely. There's, you know what, there's always a time cap.
0: I like to really try to boil down any, any message to about 20 minutes, because they say
3: that teenagers can't actually think beyond 20 minutes of time. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that about myself, man. I don't know if I can think beyond 20 minutes, you know, unless it's an AMRAP, then I can think, you know, then I think the same thing like over and over until they call time. That's great.
2: Now, just a really quick word of warning, because you mentioned the Russian kettlebell swings, is that the Russians will, um, they'll sneak in with little things like that that seem harmless. And the next thing you know, you're going to be interested in communism and then you'll be standing in a bread line. So just be real careful.
3: Thank you for saying that. Seriously, like, I can't believe you just said that because, yeah, I. I knew it. I I knew it because here's the thing. Like I was you remember. Like remember when we were warming up, and yeah. remember Greg when we were doing that. Um, we were where we switched from like um we were doing the Russian Russian style to American style. Yeah, totally. And like for those of you who don't know, like uh, for those of you who are dumb and like don't do CrossFit or whatever, like Russian style is just like it. You you do a kettlebell swing like up to your eye level, right? And then like uh, for an American style, you go all the way up. Yeah, You gotta you go know? all the way to the top. Yeah. Yep. That's capitalism. Yes, yes, exactly. And when I when we were doing that um Russian kettlebell swing, you know, you know what I thought in my brain? What? I thought, Maybe this is enough. <gasps> Maybe I don't need to go any higher.
2: Oh, uh. see that's how they get you.
3: That's if in communism, man. That's if in communism. I don't have to go any higher. I can just stop right here. That's good enough?
2: I'll just do what everybody else is doing and we'll all be the same. No individualism, nothing. Next thing you know, everyone in the gym has a mask on and doesn't have any rights.
3: That is true. Right, man. Right, right, right. Absolutely, man. Uh, uh, Yeah, wow. You blew my mind.
2: (laughs) May I ask you one more personal question just because I've never met a Hindu uh, and um, it's so curious to me, but um, what is it about Hinduism that Hindus? like or are attracted to. What are they, what are they getting from
3: it? Right. That's an awesome question. And, you know, um, maybe in a future lifetime, I will have a better answer to this question. And maybe in a previous lifetime, I had an uh, a, an even better answer to this question. But in the current well, lifetime, I can tell you that, you know, I think that um, maybe one of the draws to Hindu- Hinduism is like, there's an absence of duality, right? So it's like, not necessarily right or wrong, but it's okay. more like a moving target based on the situation. And there's a sort of emphasis on the humanity of the fact that, um, Situations may change and our approaches may change uh, based on the relationships we have with those people and what we want uh, out of those interactions. and, And those come from a divine place and those are called dharma. And that our dharma uh, changes from time to time. And so to evaluate ourselves basically um, based on like one like solid set of views or opinions is ridiculous. And that perhaps like a quieter introspection of of, of life and its complexity um, is, is sort of more apt. And I'm going to be honest with you like that's garbage. You know what I mean? Because like when I'm like seriously I was doing double unders the other day and I was like why can I get you know I'm trying to do flat simulator. Like why can't I get past the 11th level? And, you know, the Hindu part of me was like, oh, maybe it's like all the parts aren't working together. You remember this. Our coach was just like, pull your hands in. Oh. Pull your damn hands in. in. yeah, Pull you your hands them. in. Make them close to your body. Make the rope bigger. It's not exactly. rocket science. Exactly. You know wow. what I'm saying? You
0: know, I think that's a perfect example. Like if you did that up on stage and then I go like, eh, him don't, and then I'm just like, Jesus. I think people would be so excited about that because, you know, as soon as you said duality, I'm just going, oh, okay. I'll, uh, you know, the first thing I think when when you say duality is-
2: I don't know. I think of twins. I don't know what duality uh, is. Right. I just means. don't,
0: I don't even, I, and so I just think it would be so powerful for these teens to see like, okay, this guy's saying a bunch of stuff. This guy just said, Jesus, I think I'll go with that.
2: And thank you for that articulate description because i didn't catch most of it but i did you hear you say ridiculous and it is ridiculous because i think everything you described like my main question is how do you enforce that it's not even enforceable so how do you scare people into staying in line and um controlling their behavior seems impossible doesn't make sense at all makes me realize we really do have the one true faith
3: right man actually yeah I, I i agree with what you said about like you know it doesn't keep people very easily like you know my, my brother really strayed from, oh, really? from hinduism you know and, and he but he also like yeah man like i saw what happened to him and then i started started getting into crossfit you know because uh what happened to him well see he was a broker um like uh, he worked in like the financial world okay and uh he associated with this um well, with this group of, uh, of f- financial people called Coopers and Librand. And Coopers and Librand, it turns out, were washing money in a laundering scheme. And, um, oh. well, yeah, he, well, he went to jail. Oh, oh I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. It's well, okay.
2: Do you think maybe that's because, and I might be making a big assumption here, but your religion you were raised with doesn't have an idea of sin and shame? Or do you? Do you have sin and shame? You really need the sin and shame aspect to keep people in line.
3: Oh, man. Well, (laughs) let me tell you, I have sin and shame. I can tell you that for sure. Like like last night, I just like really wanted um, some of the chocolate chip cookies that uh, my daughter keeps at home. And I just like stood I stood in front of the cabinet and I, I, I fell asleep there. I oh. fell asleep in front of it because I, there was like, I wanted to get, get, get that sugar, you know, but like our coaches said, you know, the minute you put sugar in your body, it's, it begins its process of death. So I, um oh, you know, no. like, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, man, maybe. I've, I've totally been
0: there, Neil. I've totally, and I'm praying for you right now, but just because I, oh, thanks, man. You know, I, I see you standing there in the kitchen and you're falling asleep and you're thinking about those cookies. And honestly, I've never thought, I, I I just don't ever think people realize the type of stress and the type of pressure that it takes to really be a high-performing athlete at a CrossFit in the temptation that we're under constantly, constantly, and it's just so difficult, and yeah, you just have to know that you're on my prayer list every single day. Thanks, man. Thanks.
2: Now, I, I speaking of uh, speaking of godlike body parts, um, totally. I like how both of you fellas both cut your t-shirts the same, so that it kind of just goes, it it goes, it's around your neck, but then it's cut in so much in the middle that it goes all the way down to your waist on the side, so you can see the full what is that part of your body called, like coming out of your armpit down your side that both of you are showing with your cut t-shirts here. It's like that striated. It's what looks good, so good on Jesus when he's on the cross what is that what's that called
3: it's Jesus' lats man Jesus has great lats lats. and I promise you he does mobility man like I was looking at Jesus the other day on your neck uh, and I was like yeah he definitely does mobility like he probably does an entire ramwad. like he just does mobility man that guy looks limber up there You know, he's limber.
0: Well, that's because, you know, you can, you can do, you can do like, you know, you you can be like really pushing yourselves on like full clean jerks for like a full week. And then you realize, look, I'm just not getting the range of motion I need to get the, to get this weight up. And so then what you've got to do is really be in just a prayerful state, Hallie, as you're trying to, you know, stretch and make, make your muscles become not only strong, but also flexible. That is what we're doing in CrossFit. We're trying to do both.
3: Really? Yeah. That's right, man. That's right. Heck yeah, man. That's right.
0: So, yeah, I mean, Neil, you, you're at the gym more than anyone I, I know. You're basically doing two, three wads a day, and you've got yeah, this man. daughter at home. What do you, do you know, what do you, do you ha- I've never really asked you any personal questions about your
3: life. Would you have a day job? Yeah. Well, I studied uh, accounting in college. Okay. Um, and I used to do the books for uh, a company called um, Coopers and LaBrand. Okay. Um, the one you, but okay. The, the brother, where so your brother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. The one that was washing that money. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I used to do the books for them, but now I just do books for uh, uh, for Beto O'Rourke.
2: Oh, that's cool.
3: Yeah, yeah, I do all of his books, and it's cool. Like you know, he's cool with like working remotely and stuff. So like, I can I can be in here, you know, uh, in town, you know, and then yeah, my daughter, you know, I just walk her down to the uh, to the daycare center uh, by our house, and then you know, I just go, I just do Beto's books. That's great. And
0: so y- you know, you said you worked for, for the same for the same company as your brother, right? Um, but and your brother your brother's your brother's in jail. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess no for the questions.
2: I always think of salsa or picante or whatever it's called when I hear about El Paso. I've never been to El Paso, but I just picture the whole place being like the Alamo or something.
3: Right. You know, that's like a, yeah, that's a, that's a common thought. And, uh, I'm here to tell you that you're absolutely right. It's basically, yeah, we have a building code that says everything has to look like the Alamo. And the reason for that is because, um, we aspire to be San Antonio. Uh, uh, cool. we do, you know, they, it's like, man, it's like they, they, this is what I, this is what I was telling Beto actually, like, you know, they have a river walk over in San Antonio. You know, you go on the river walk and like, you like walk by the river and stuff and like we have a river and I was thinking like right by the wall that there could be a walk, you know, on the Rio Grande, like right by the wall that's going to be built um, oh, cool. on the border that we could awesome. also have a walk like awesome. right by the wall. Awesome. That would be so yeah, cool yeah, to yeah. walk right along and get to see the wall as you walk. walking. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, man. yeah, right now it's a fence, but like when it uh, inevitably becomes a wall, like, yeah, you can just walk by it and it'll be like the you know river wall or, or river walk or something. Yeah. Wow.
2: Why is everybody always getting hurt in CrossFit?
3: You know Hallie, in CrossFit you have to do two
0: things. You've got to work yeah. and and push yourself very hard, push yourself to the limit, right. but you have to do that safely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people forget one of those two things. Uh-huh. For example, when I saved Neil, he had actually pushed himself I would say, unsafely past the limit. You were, you know, you right. were covered in your own vomit. You were sweating bile. You weren't actually, you just stopped sweating. And, and I oh, was yes. going, hey, this guy's just absolutely covered in his own filth, and we've got to get him over the finish line. The yes, you were screaming. Uh, oh. You had basically completely blacked out. Oh. Uh, right. And so... You know, even Neil, even Neil has gone too far.
3: Wow. That's right. And the thing is, it's all about weakness, you know? And like, you know, your muscles can break and your bones can break, but you know what can't break? I'm pointing to my head right now your mind. My mind cannot break.
2: Well, maybe CrossFit is really just helping you identify with Jesus because by the time he got the cross, they made him carry his own cross, and by the time he got the cross all the way to to, um, Golgotha, he was beaten to a pulp. And so, you know what? Maybe when you're there um, pushing yourself to extremes and experiencing such trauma uh, physically and um, pain and torment, you're identifying with Christ.
3: Yeah, when when you took me to that passion play, you know, and like that, the guy who was playing Jesus who— he needs to work out, dude. That I guy know. needs to totally work out. But like when he was playing Jesus, and he was carrying the cross, I was like, "Do a farmer's carry, dude." I do know, a totally, farmer's yeah, carry. It's going to be easier if you do a farmer's carry.
0: That is why I wish you would hang out here more. I say this stuff all the time around here where people just don't use the body mechanics to actually get the the work done that you need to because I've even said if Jesus knew how to kip, he would have he would have just swung himself up and off that cross so easily. Um, and right. not to say that Jesus didn't know kipping, and maybe he didn't want to kip that day. But, you know, Hallie, do you know what kipping no, what's is? what's that? It's basically where you're using your body weight to do um, uh, to do an illegal pull-up. And so, you know, if you could just kip your way up and over the bar, he could have kipped his way right off that cross. But, you know, we didn't have CrossFit back then. That was the original CrossFit, basically what, what Christ was doing. What makes it illegal? Well, it, I don't want to say, sorry, I don't want to say illegal. I basically just want to say it makes it easier. A lot of times guys will come in and they'll say, you know, I've done 30, 40, 50, 50, 100 pull-ups, and then I'll go watch and they'll basically be like, you know, basically
3: belly flopping over a bar. I'm going, hey, that's not, that is not a a traditional pull-up. Right, man. No, you're right, man. It's it's definitely not strict when they do it that way, man. And I I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, like, you know, one thing I'd love to do for your church, man, I'd love to create a hero workout for Jesus that's just mostly kipping, because that's something, and probably handstand push-ups, because didn't they put some of those guys on the crosses like upside down?
2: Oh, yeah. And speaking of your beheaded God, um, you know, John the Baptist got beheaded. It's very biblical. It's very, it's very biblical to cut people's heads off. Some gal did it in the Old Testament too. Uh huh. Uh huh. A girl cut off a man's head in the Old Testament.
3: Oh man, that book sounds awesome. Sounds great. Are you married? I'm uh, uh, in the process of getting a separation. Uh, Oh,
2: Neil, I'm so sorry.
3: That's okay. That's okay. You know, you meet someone. You know, you meet someone. uh, You know, you meet someone at the Stampede one day, and then you start to build a life with them, and you realize that. the line dance you were doing maybe wasn't on the same timing. Oh, I'm so sorry.
2: Well, are there yeah. girls at the CrossFit gym doing these workouts? You two could meet a lot of girls over there who have similar interests well, and probably big muscles.
0: Oh, yeah, Hallie, there are definitely ladies at CrossFit, but they're not, you know, they're not the type that you want to be dating like that. Why not? They're a bit too strong.
3: Right. I'm going to be honest and say that, you know, I, I um, yeah, I mean, most of those people can kick my ass. And um, I say that. Um, with love, you know. Um, in in fact, well, yeah. Um, I've already gotten my ass kicked by one partner woman. I don't need to get my ass kicked by another
2: one. Well, I'll pray for you. I'll put you on my prayer list.
3: What happened? Um. Well, Um. Well, my ex basically uh, rekindled feelings for her ex after he was put in jail um, for washing money at Cooper's and Librand your, your, your brother? brother my brother yeah
2: oh that's so painful that's so painful yeah. but also very biblical um you know a lot of times in the bible uh it it's very clear that um when uh, one brother dies the other brother gets his
3: wife yeah oh my god I, i'm that's so cool to hear cuz like honestly you know i'm so mad at my at my Pardon my language, my damn brother. Because here's the thing: like in the Ramayana, which is like one of our epic poems, it's about these two families, the Pandavas and the Kauravas. And like the thing is, like um, uh, you know, Lord 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 Krishna is like a he he manifests himself as the charioteer of uh, of Arjun, who's this guy who who has to go and essentially kill his cousins. And like Arjun, the whole like poem is on the battlefield, you know. And like essentially, Krishna is like, look, I know these are your cousins, but they're evil. And so the concept of dharma. Is that because of that, like, even though it's a difficult thing for you to do, it's something that's being required of you in this moment um, for the uh, devotion you have to your family. So, like, you have to kill your cousin, you know? And I think about that with my brother. You know, Neil, I'll give you a word of encouragement. Whatever your brother did is the same as you at that finish
0: line at CrossFit. They're both covered in the blood.
2: Neil Bondari was played by Neil Dundate. He is the best. Follow him at Neil Dundate. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to megathepodcast at Gmail. And for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon.